Coach Wilson with the one scene. Oh, so that's, that's it. That's over. Went on the set in Atlanta. It was too clean. COVID protocols. Coach Wilson. Coach Wilson. Coach Wilson. Coach Wilson. One scene. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome, Welcome back. back. I really wanted it. I really wanted two Coach Wilson scenes. Me too. But we only got one. We just got one. Yeah. Uh, my, one name is, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And this is Welcome Back, a movie discussion podcast. I don't know if we're talking about a movie this week. But we're talking about something. Um, and here we are. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing this week, Andrew? Um, Bad. A bad week, actually. A bad, oh. bad week. Omicron. Are you still sick? Oh, no. I'm past that. And then I looked okay. around at the world. And the world's oh. sick. Yeah. Um, did not stop me. I guess I'll kill myself for Spider-Man. I learned that this weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I learned that. I yeah. learned. I learned. All right. Uh, I had shows that were booked. Those had to get canceled. I had other plans that had to get canceled. I had to move my flight up because who knows what New York's going to look like. Spider Man. Yeah. Am I going to cancel Spider Man? I can't cancel Spider Man. Now I'm going to have to wait. Spider-Man. That's the theater's yeah. job. If the theaters won't do it, <laughs> yeah, I'm showing up, and I did. Um, yeah, stay safe, everyone. Get tested uh if you're in nyc be safe be responsible yeah um yeah it's a crazy world out there Mm -hmm. that's my that's my uh that's been my week how about yours (laughs) my week has also been bad but not because omicron's not not getting too crazy here we're definitely gonna hit a fourth wave anytime now like that's just gonna happen um because Jason Kenny's a fucking idiot. Uh, but uh, no, work is just long and hellish and bad, and the wine moms suck yeah. as human beings. Um, and then <laughs> I had to see a movie. You had to see a movie. I had to see a movie. Was it sold out? Nearly. Nearly, nearly. sold out. Yeah. It was like a five... I'm like picking something up. Sorry. Uh, it was like a 5 p.m. show. So mm. more likely to sell out than most. Do you want to know a fun fact? Sure. This was my first time ever seeing a Marvel movie for the first time on a Saturday night. It's yeah, the you're first not, time you're... in my life. You're a Thursday night boy. I'm a Thursday night boy. But I said, you know what? Screw this Spider-Man. I ain't gonna do it. I'm done. I'm too old. Also, tickets were just hard to get. They were just... Oh, I looked. (laughs) They were just hard to get. (laughs) So this was less of a a moral standpoint and more of a, I can't get tickets, so I'm gonna make it a moral standpoint. I could have waited in a line. I could have been... (laughs) I had all the opportunities... To, to be there on a Thursday night. But uh, I chose to act slowly on all of them. Okay, sure. And Wink. now we're here. 
Say again? Wink. Wink. Sure, sure. Wink. <laughs> Spider-Man. No Spider-Man. way home. We can't get home. Oh, no. Um, Are they going to keep doing the, na- the, ho- the home thing? Or will this be the home trilogy? Or is this going to be the home trilogy and then the next is like the house trilogy? That'd be cute. They got Hugh Laurie to come in. He's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man now. <laughs> and he just solves diseases with one look. Yeah. Pops two Vicodins. <laughs> and goes, all right, that's the cure for cancer. There it is. Um, just be a Spider-Man. It's so easy. <laughs> we saw it. We watched we it. it. We've been obsessing yeah. over it. Well, I've been obsessing over it for You've a year. Jamie Foxx yeah. said, hey, I'm in the new Spider-Man movie in October 20, like October 20th, 2020. And ever since then, I've been like, well, if he's in it, is Andrew Garfield going to be in it? If Andrew Garfield's going to be in it, is Tobey Maguire going to be in it? <laughs> and are they in it? Who's to say? Who's to say? It's non-spoiler right now, wink, wink. That was the most ominous winking I've ever heard. Ooh. Uh, yeah, we're going to stick to no spoilers up until we get to the part of the cast, I think, yeah. was Andrew's idea. We want to talk about the villains. And then we're going to and then we're going to get into the rest of it. Um, so overall, non-spoiler thoughts, Andrew. You've had a day. I have about this film. And I saw this film very intoxicated. Even if, better. If you if you saw the Sam Raimi movies, you know that uh the Osborne's drink Maker's Maker's Mark. So I got a bottle of Maker's Mark and club soda and drank it throughout the movie. And uh a wild choice. <laughs> and uh I like the movie a lot. And I wasn't okay. expecting this. Um, there's parts of this movie that are bad. But then there's like a chunk of this movie that's pretty great. That's pretty amazing. Pun intended and planned. Um, yeah. That's all I could say. <laughs> how, about, okay. how about you, Sam? <sighs> This was like everything that a Spider-Man movie can and should be. And I felt nothing the whole time. Well, no, there was one part that I felt something. There was two parts that I felt something. And then the rest of it, I felt nothing. Including when blank happened. And when blank happened. And what about when blank blanked? Oh, man. When blank blanked, nothing. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Really. Really. Ooh. Zilcho. Nada. Zilcho. Zilcho. Oh, my God. That's my my, uh, stripper name. Zilcho. Zilcho? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Zilcho. Um, all right. And then Let's... Hero by Nickelback plays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they say, 
that a hero could save us. Did you go? Did you know that they're not Creed? Yes, I did. Because they're from Morinville. They're from like not that far away from where I live. Oh yes. Yeah. It's a deep shame. Remember you telling me this? Say again. It's a deep shame. It's a deep shame. Uh, They've won multiple yeah, all right. Grammys. <laughs> they suck. Um, okay, cast. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the folks that everyone knows for sure. They're in this movie, one hundred percent. Yes. Uh, we got unfortunate, very small cameos, essentially from JB Smoove, Hannibal Burris. And Martin Starr, the highlight of uh, yes! Far From Home, yes! and they're not in this film at all. Coach got, Wilson with the one scene, apparently, with the one and only scene. Uh they were the highlights of the last movie. Yeah, I mean, Coach Hannibal Wilson's Burst great in the first in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I mean, they're good, but. Yeah, they I just wanted to mention. Yeah. I just wanted to say it because you know we like them. Um, then we got uh, uh, Marissa Tomei uh, making her third appearance as May Parker. It's her fifth. <laughs> I'm. I knew that the moment you said it by pause because I was like, "Do I want to correct him? I don't want to correct him. This has been too long of a pause." Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm her sorry. fifth appearance as May Parker. <laughs> uh, I like Marissa Tomei. I think she's a good actress. I thought that some stuff that happened in this movie I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, including her performance during a key moment in the film. Mm. Thought it kind of fell flat a little bit. Um, as did a lot of this movie for me, if I'm honest. Uh, so maybe it's not me. It's probably it's probably just me. It's probably just me. Uh, I'm dead to the world. Um, <laughs> but what did you think about Marissa Tomei's fifth appearance as May Parker? Um, I liked it a lot. I think. She became Aunt May. I watched all of the the other Spider-Man movies, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch the, either of Tom Holland movies or the Avengers movies. Because mm-hmm. uh, who has time for those? You um, do. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> you told me the other day that you accidentally watched all the Raimi Spider-Man movies in reverse order. Yeah. So... You can't come at me yeah, exactly. and be like, I don't have time. But I did YouTube a few scenes. <laughs> sure. And I was just like, man, Marissa Tomei, good actress. Great in, in so many movies. Yeah. What is it here? She's just, uh, she's not really doing anything. And I felt like it finally like clicked. And, sure. And throughout the whole movie, from the beginning till the end of the film, I thought she was great. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. Sure. Um, 
We had uh, uh, Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds. Uh, I like I like him. I like Jacob. Yeah, he's 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 really good. He's really fun. I just mm. want to see him do not this one character choice. Yes. For three movies. You know? I hear that. I and I and I feel like it's not his fault. Oh, it's probably not, but I just want to see him do something yeah. else. Yeah, at no. All. <laughs> yeah. But he's good, and I would love to see he's him. Great. I'd, I'd pay to see him do something more. I'll yeah. tell you that, Hollywood. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Uh, we also got John Favreau as his, I don't know, millionth appearance as Happy Hogan. Millionth and fifth. Oh, of uh. course. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot about those ones. Um. Yeah, Johnny Fabs. He, he's in it. What he tries. He comes in. He's in there. He's from the old movies. He's from the ones way, way back. He just yeah. shows up. He's just yeah. here now. He's just here. Uh, he's just like, ah, if I keep doing this, they let me make the Mandalorian. So, <laughs> gotta kind of show up to work. <laughs> it's a it's a give and take, you know. It's a give <laughs> two, and take. Two for them, one for me. Yeah. Eight for uh, them, one for me, as John yeah. Fab says. As John Fab says. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I, I still like him as Doctor Strange. I I don't he's good. Yes, yes, he is good as Doctor Strange. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was me in this movie. I didn't dig him. I was sure. like, he's, he's weird. Is this weird? He, He's written very strangely in or this. Or is he a sure. scroll? Jesus. Like, right? Is he, is yeah, he, he evil Doctor Strange? And that's why? No. No. Andrew, brief spoilers for the trailer that everyone's going to see in like you know. two days. Uh, no, evil Doctor Strange is in the trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sam, Raimi, Sam Raimi's next hit film. Hell yeah. His next hit <laughs> film. Yeah. I'm rooting for you, Sam. Um, I'm gonna see it just because of Sam Raimi. I realized that as I was as I was watching that trailer, I was like, "It looks pretty." But I don't give a shit, but I do want to see a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, like I do want to see new Sam Raimi. They got us. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he's a good Doctor Strange. He's just written so strangely in this. I'm excited to but, see Power of the Dog. Yeah, I really want to see Power of the Dog. Yeah. I saw it's like a. I saw some people talking about it. It's like the a front runner for best picture. Is it? I didn't, yeah, I know he it, is. It was someone. Someone was like, "Oh, all of the best picture winners since like 2002 have always been nominated for director and writer at like the the Screen Guild Awards or whatever." Mm-hmm. And Power of the Dog and one other movie were the only ones that were nominated for both. Ooh. Ooh. Got it. And now it's it went up the list. Yeah. Gotta watch so, it. So, Power of the Dog, I guess. Pretty soon. Uh, we got uh, Zendaya as MJ. I gotta say, I did not like her in Malcolm and Marie. And I don't know. I've been just fine with Zendaya ever since. And I saw Malcolm... Malcolm and Marie and I was like, all right, I think I don't like you. 
And this mm. past year, she's proven me wrong. <laughs> I like her a lot. She's a great screen presence. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she's really fun. I like her in Malcolm and Marie, so I don't know. Ah, uh, remember that movie? Yeah. Damn. What a time. What do we talk about? I have like vague memories no of idea. all the things we've talked about on various podcasts. I have no recollection. I think I think we, we talk about relationships about and like arguments and stuff. Huh. You know, slowly, art. Slowly, we definitely we mind. definitely talked about we definitely talked about the the weird uh, like John David Washington is black and he's talking about being like a black director, but the movie is about a is about a white director. Yeah, it's made by a white director, and we were like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" That came up. That did come up. You got, you got it. Got the memory yeah. right there. Uh, and yeah, I like Zendaya. I think she's, I think she's fun. I, I'm excited to see her do more stuff in the like Malcolm and Marie realm, yes. outside of franchises and sequels and and. This sort of, I want to see her really do some more adult um, films. Not like you, porn, but like course. just <laughs> like Malcolm and Marie uh, sort of level of like dramas, mm-hmm. you know? Because like is, she's not really in Dune. She'll be in Dune 2 a lot, but she's not really in the first one. And she's yeah. still playing like this like high schooler in, in these. And it's just kind of, I don't know. Something's just not doing it for me. I want to see her do some more Malcolm and Marie stuff. Um, have you seen Euphoria or want to check out Euphoria? I really want to watch Euphoria. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten a chance. Yeah, because that's probably exactly what you want. It's I've seen the exactly first like half half uh, the, of the first season, and yeah, it was just yeah. too intense for me. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was like, I don't sure. need this. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Uh, and then we got uh, the internet's favorite boy. Yes, Tom he is a cutie. Holland. He is a cutie, and his Hot Ones episode was very good. It was good. It was very good. Seems like a chill guy. Yeah, he does seem like a chill guy. Um, what did I want to say about Tom Holland? I forget. Oh. I forget. I like him as spider-man i've always i've always been a tom holland defender because i know a lot of people were not super into his spider-man in especially in homecoming Mm -hmm. but i've i've always kind of liked him uh i think he has gotten better at being spider-man over the years um and this i think was definitely he did a really good job i think he really kind of grounded this movie uh, in a in a really uh, good way, uh, I think the script didn't do him any favors, um, and and I just don't like the. Uh, I think he does a good job with what he's given, but he's just not given a whole lot at at some at a couple parts of this movie. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on Tom Holland? Um, he's cute. I like Tom Holland quite a lot. I haven't liked him in any movie recently, but <laughs> yeah, Cherry was bad. 
the devil does it die sometimes. Devil, yeah, the devil, the devil only when I feel like it. Yeah, that was also bad. <laughs> that was also bad. And I haven't been a fan of his solo uh, Spider-Man films. I like him a lot in the Avengers Spider-Man, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they're different. I don't know. Yeah. But the solo movies... He has stuff to... He has, like, people to play <laughs> off of in those, right? I guess, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Dang, you nailed it right there. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, something about this Spider-Man and this one, No Way Home, uh, he really... He he got it. He he held it. He did it. Yeah. He achieved it. Um, yeah, I felt... I really liked him. He's such a nice screen presence. He, like... You feel like he's a good guy. I don't know if he is. I don't know the guy, but yeah. you feel like it. And he like evokes like this nice feeling. It's yeah. great. I remember why I went to say Tom, Tom Holland. He's one year older or one day older than me. Wild. It's crazy. You could, you could be Spider-Man. I could be Spider-Man. <laughs> you wouldn't say it by looking at me, but I could be Spider-Man. Could be Spider-Man. Um, and then we got to talk about, uh, I don't know how to, I don't want to spend too, we have so much that we want to get to. Yeah. That I don't, I'm going to kind of group them all together. Okay. Uh, but Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, and Willem Dafoe as the three leading villains. Yeah, for sure. You know what? (laughs) First of all, Um, spoilers, big spoiler. Sandman and Lizard look like jokes in this movie. Their CGI is so bad. It's It's so ugly. What happened? This movie cost $200 million. What happened? Why do they look so bad? Yeah. (sighs) All right. Now let's talk about Jamie Foxx, Will Defoe, and Alfred Molina. Jamie Foxx was awful. I did not like Jamie Foxx. You're a comedian, Jamie Foxx. You should know how to land a joke. You should know. Shame on you. You should. The thing that really struck me watching them, and can we just say spoilers? Yes, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers for the whole shebang. For the whole shit. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie, go see uh, Nightmare Alley or... (laughs) Matrix or West Side Story or West Side Story. Go see any other of the other movies, and uh, Disney doesn't need your money. Other movies do, um, and those other movies will make Disney money. Ah. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah we'll get it. Also, it. this worry. is Sony. Uh, but seeing Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe and Tobey Maguire, and then seeing uh, Jamie Fox. And Andrew Garfield, I was like, oh, like the it was so interesting to see these actors bring the tone and feeling of the their Spider-Man movies into this and see how it just does not work. Alfred Molina is playing this like it's Shakespeare against people who are teasing him because his name is Otto Octavius, which is insane like the level of like disconnect between these three disparate versions of spider-man 
really just I felt it really hard and I and I and it was it was rough. It was rough. That's the same every... with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina are treating this like it's Shakespeare. Yeah. Every... Which is exactly how you should do it, because they're the best part of the movie. Exactly. But... <laughs> that's my thing. But I love that. That's the that's the thing. What you don't like about that, that jarringness, is what yeah. I like. It, okay. I like that they stay the same. And like Oh yeah. They're I actors. appreciate that they stay the same. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's the right move. I think changing them would have ruined it. Mm-hmm. But I just I it just really struck me of like how much better those movies are. They are better. They are indeed better. Right? Like I was watching this and I was just like, I just want Willem Dafoe to go, Godspeed, Spider-Man. And like, that was all. I was just like, I'll just go watch Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies because they're infinitely better than this. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Finish it! Finish it! Deliver us! Finish it! From evil! (laughs) Love it. It's Um, great. I have what was I gonna say? Yes, I I like that the their tones don't mix because it really does. This movie doesn't feel real while watching it. It doesn't feel real. That's yeah, no, that's true. While watching it, you're like, okay, what is this? We all had a collective delusion. Yes. And in like a week, someone's going to be like, none of that happened in that movie. Have you seen? I don't think you saw the movie. Yeah, Mysterio was the main villain. And he just snapped yeah. his fingers and said, yeah, that was a dream. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's funny because a lot of it didn't work until. And now I would love to talk about Marissa Tomei again since we're in the spoilers. She's sure, so sure. good. Let's let's round back to her. You felt like her performance fell flat I'm when big, she. So yeah. Aunt May dies. They do the meanest thing you can do to Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just. I don't know. In that moment, I was just like, again, this might just be me because I just I just felt nothing for this movie. I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't feel a single emotion. Um. Uh, it was it was just like yeah okay we have to do this beat again it felt like in the worst way of just like oh yeah we have to do this this time right we haven't done this yet right mm. like this is a spider-man thing we haven't done so we gotta do it yeah no, and, I, I... and like as and as it was fucking happening i knew i knew that she was gonna get the great power line and I knew that Tobey Maguire was going to say it. And it was going to be a whole fucking thing. And I was just like, oh, God. I just, like, I could see it all forming in front of me. And I and I was just not not happy about it. Maybe that's it. That took me by surprise. I didn't think that was going to happen. Aunt May got up, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is these movies. They just get up. They're made out of rubber. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And then she started stumbling. Then she said the line, and I was like, oh, they're going to... They're gonna kill Aunt May. Yeah. Oh happening. my God. Oh no. Here um, it is. Yeah, that was that was my that is what I took from it. Is it wasn't so much that I saw it, it was like I was surprised by it. I was like, oh, 
the movie's acknowledging he hasn't been Spider-Man yet. All those times I've yelled on mm-hmm. this podcast, they're recorded mm-hmm. people. Yeah. About about how they're not Spider-Man. The movie just said, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. I what I really like about this movie is that in an odd way they made it a companion piece to Into the Spider-Verse. Not in an odd way, the odd way in a cynical way, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. Yeah. But how Spider-Verse is a celebration of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man yeah. is and what Spider-Man can be and should be. Yeah. This is a celebration of Peter Parker, of the, of the person, the, the character Peter Parker and his morals okay. and what he does that it, it, yeah, that's when to me, the movie got better. Well, Defoe just turned into the green goblin and the movie got so much better. The first half of this movie, I thought, was butt. was complete butt. It was yeah. the worst thing a Marvel movie can be. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you there. It was the second half that saved this movie, for sure. And it was that scene, and seeing Tobey Maguire, seeing Andrew Garfield, it was weird. Again, this part of the movie where it's like, this isn't... Why is Tobey Maguire still acting like this in an MCU movie? Why is he still acting? Why is it still deadpan? It's still flat and timid. And yeah, no, why is he still choosing these to act like this? And it all kind of worked for me in this moment of like, oh, they all all get it. They all get how weird this is. This was just gonna happen. It's like the film understood how awkward and weird this whole whole shindig was and they sure, like I, used I, it they used yeah. that awkwardness because peter parker's awkward because it's an awkward situation being spider-man yeah i i agree with you who I knows agree maybe i'm you. reading too, too far into it no I, I no 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 i don't think you are i think like other than alfred molina and willem dafoe's performances the best parts were when you got to see them interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the like when Tobin Maguire is like, oh my back hurts. And Andrew Garfield's like, oh I can I, I got a back thing too. I crack it for you. I was like, this is I would watch two hours of this. <laughs> of just like them just like getting to know themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? I thought that was like the best parts. Um yeah, it was it was just so strange. And that was the worst part for me, Doctor Strange. It was <laughs> it was literally like every time Doctor Strange came up I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh right, we have oh, to do right. this whole thing. Right, right, right. Of course, we're, of course Tom Hardy's going to be in the in the post-credit <laughs> scene. Right, right, right. Forgot about that. <laughs> Which also doesn't make sense based on the rules that Doctor Strange said is that people from other universes who know you are Spider, who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man are coming in. Tom Hardy doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. That's the key. Yet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's Sony's magic word. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just think it's stupid. Um yeah, it is stupid. Don't, 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 don't let logic tell you it's not stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> stupid. Um, um, yeah. 
love I loved Willem Dafoe and oh, Alfred he's Molina. Great. They're the best. I thought they were both incredible. I they love how fantastic. they they did not need to show up. They did not. They could have collected the paychecks and it wouldn't affect their careers at all. Nope. They could they did not have to show and will, up. What was the what was the tweet? Willem Dafoe put his whole Willem de, de Fussy in the movie. Don't ever say that word <laughs> into my ear holes again. You have a direct line to my ear holes. Alfred Melusis. <laughs> Gross. Gross. You're gross. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they did put it all in there. Yeah, they, they did. Stuck it in all. Yeah. Came out the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They I wanted yeah. more Willem Dafoe. Me too. But I always want more Willem Dafoe. I always want more Willem Dafoe in every movie I see him in. I want more. That's my only complaint about Nightmare Alley. I wish there was more Willem Dafoe. Just... That's fair. That's fair. Um, Four and a half stars. Not enough Willem Dafoe. Not enough Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah. The can I talk about? Can I talk about before? Can I talk about the the one moment that I? It was. It's a cast thing. Yes. It yes. It was a moment that. It was one of the two moments that I felt something, and it was when Charlie Cox showed up as as Matt Murdock. Uh, so I why... was like, oh, I was so happy. I was like, yes, oh yes. Now I just want to go watch Daredevil again. That's all that that did. I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna go watch Daredevil. I guess. So why did that wake you up, but not anything else? Um, I think because I really wasn't expecting it. Hmm. Like, like we knew, right? Yes. That was... Like we... Well, this is the thing that we're going to talk about right away. But it's like, we knew that they were going to be in this movie. I didn't know that Charlie Cox was going to be in this movie. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Because I wanted Charlie Cox and uh, um, all the other Netflix folks to be in Endgame and Infinity War. And they weren't. And so... Now I'm happy that they are acknowledging that those things exist mm-hmm. and that they are good and, you know, happened. Because Daredevil, the first two seasons of Daredevil and the first season of Jessica Jones are like better than 95% of the Marvel movies. I believe it. I've only seen the first season of Daredevil. That's the only Andrew, one I've seen. You gotta watch them. TV's log. TV, TV's logs, movie short. How many, how many three-hour-long David Lynch movies have you watched in the past month? TV long. How bit How long are most TV shows? That's three episodes of a TV show instead of one movie. How long is a season of a TV show? Like ten episodes. That's ten hours potentially. That's three, three to five movies. I'd rather watch three to five movies. You rewatch movies that you don't like instead of watching a TV show that you would like. That is insane. I I disagree. I disagree. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. That was his cane hitting the floor. Was me going, oh, so all the rumors were true. Everyone, um, I was I was very happy, and when he caught the brick, I was like, "Yes, 
What's happening? That is so... Yeah. See, this is where I flip, because I guess more of the negative things I can only assume that you would say about Toby and Andrew in this movie, I feel t- more, more towards this, that it was just... I don't know. Why? If you're going to put Daredevil in it, put Daredevil in it. It's That's my thing. If you're going to do that, then I, do it. The thing, the thing about it is is for me is that I've always liked like I've been we've been seeing these Marvel movies since 2008 Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of the early days of Marvel movies when it was just like you saw Captain America's shield in the background of a shot in Iron Man like it reminded me of the days when it really was just kind of like everything's connected, but we're not going to make a big deal out of it. You know, the days, the the Halcyon days before Avengers, essentially. When, like when Hawkeye shows up in Thor. Yeah. Well, yes. That's great because you're like, oh shit, like they're, it's happening. Like people are coming in, like, you know. Yeah. Like, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of like those days where it was just like. This is just a fun, like this, this bubble's going to pop right away, right? Like we can't keep doing this. So we got to get it all in here mm-hmm. and try and get some like cool cameos and cool moments to like build to 2012's Avengers um, for better, for better. And apparently for much worse. <laughs> um, but that's what that moment reminded me of. It was mm-hmm. just like, it was, you know. It, it reminded me of, of that, of those moments, of those times mm-hmm. when Nick Fury shows up a- at the end of like Captain America and you're like, oh yeah, it's like, they're all in the same thing. They're that's all in the so same cool. world. They're all in the same universe, buddy. Yeah. Like that's cool. That's fun. That's, that's what, that's what made these Marvel movies so interesting in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they've so totally gone away from that into, into hell um, but it reminded me of that instead of the fan service, like pandering that I feel that the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield stuff is mm-hmm. other than hearing Danny Elfman's score in this movie. That was pretty fucking sick. Yeah. And also electro score. Hans Zimmer. I got you. Yes. Bro. Also, also <laughs> the Hans Zimmer electro hit was also extremely good, but it was really the Danny Elf. It was the Danny Elfman one. And the, and when Charlie Cox showed up, those were the two moments that I was like, you felt so good. So something. And then the rest of this movie, I was numb. Unfortunately, I did cry. Uh, I knew I was going to cry, but hey, sure. exactly. It was when Aunt May died. And sure. when the Spider-Man's hugged, that was the, very at the nice. very end. Yeah, Tom Holland's like, and I just I died. He came in for a hug, and then I looked like an anime. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I hear what you're saying about. I'm just I'm just not a fan. I guess of the Netflix shows. I guess that's what I learned today. <laughs> I just, I think, I, I've always thought that they were better than any Marvel mm-hmm. movie that I had ever seen. Yeah. Right? Like, if you want me to, if you, if if I really thought about it, like, 
the first season of Daredevil and the first season of Jessica Jones would be higher than like almost everything in the MCU, except for like Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Like that's about it. Everything else can kind of, I don't really give a shit. Like it's like, it's like up there. Yeah. You know, and the first season, the first half of the first season of Luke Cage. <laughs> you, you've said that forever. You've said the yeah. first half of Luke Cage is great. The first half of that first season, before they kill off the most interesting character that the MCU had had uh, up and that hadn't been killed yet, they kill him. And then it's like, well, come on. At least wait until the end of the season. Yeah. At least give him a whole season. No. No. So John Watts. Mr. John John Watts. Watts. He completed his trilogy. He did it. It's okay. They're making three more. (laughs) <laughs> and he has a Fantastic Four movie. He is working. Yeah, he's going to be just fine. Is someone else going to direct the Spider-Man movies? Who would you want to direct a Spider-Man movie? Someone we haven't heard of. No, no big name? No. John for Watts the, did the same thing. For the game, do you want to do pick a big name? For the game, my answer is I want I want Disney to start giving more young directors a shot to do something crazy like they did with John Watts. John Watts made like YouTube shorts before this. Mm-hmm. And then now suddenly he's directing like the biggest, the biggest movie, movie of the year. Yeah. I want that to keep happening because of, because of, of what spy with a conversation that we want to have later, what Spider-Man means and what Spider-Man can do as like a symbol and a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think John Watts is, a, is is one of the more interesting directors that the MCU has in their pocket. Uh, and I think he does a good job in this. That's my thoughts on John Watts. <laughs> you looked at me like I, I've had to keep saying things, and I was like, I have nothing else. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted a director. <laughs> I just wanted a director. Well, I guess, I'm I don't sorry. know, M. Night Shyamalan. That's who I Sure. Do. You can have um, an M. Night Shyamalan Spider-Man movie. If I can have... Sure, I'll say Patrick Willems. <laughs> Patrick Willems, you get to direct the next Spider-Man. I know you're listening. You get to direct the next Spider-Man movie. Um, I hated John Watts. I thought he was uh, had as much as a directorial backbone as a box of cereal. Oh, okay. Huh? Yeah. Support the Kellogg's uh, worker strike. Don't buy Kellogg's stuff. What? What is this? Kel- a bunch of Kellogg's workers are on strike. Don't buy Kellogg's products. Why? Why are they on strike? Because Kellogg's sucks and isn't paying them and put them all in a lot of danger. A bunch of there's a million different things. There's a million That's different a, things. Another thing I need to look up. Yeah, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm paying attention to Spider Man. That's what I. No, do. as a good as a <laughs> good <laughs> leftist, you should know about any active strikes going on, especially with a company as big as Kellogg's. Again, I'm busy with Spider-Man. Support unions. <laughs> um, Spider-Man, John Watts, thought he sucked. This movie, again, the mo- they flipped a switch. Peter got a, a, a one-take long Spider-Tingle session on screen. That looked so good. And then the so movie good. changed. 
the movie that just looked changed. so good that looks that was that was oh i loved that part that i when that was happening i was like this is a fantastic shot holy shit mm-hmm. and also one scene at the beginning when uh peter and and mj are in his in his bedroom and happy opens the door and he's trying to hide the TV. Yeah, that's all. That was good. also really cool. Those two one takes, like he came alive. Yeah. I see. For me, I I'm almost like young directors may should never direct blockbusters now because you lose something. I'm I'm from the other Spider Mans. I'm afraid that what happened to Mark Webb is going to happen to other people. Is that a studio sure. just picks on you and bullies you around until you don't have a career anymore? No, I Let, get that. I just. Yeah. Build your voice, build your talent, and then make this. John Watts didn't do that. He was someone that was taken fresh out of the independent scene. And for me, his two Spider-Man films didn't work for a lot of reasons. Um, but there was something about this one that this this one had a point. This one had a point where I feel I like disagree. the other two didn't. Um, I don't think any of the Spider-Man movies have had a point, to be clear. Including this one, any of the Sp- just Spider Men in general? All no, all of the all of the John Watts ones. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like this movie definitely has a point um, of talking about of hero heteroism heroism heteroism heteroism. No, that's not a word. That's that's a very weird way to say you're heterosexual. Is it? Oh, hey. No, that's you're. I'm, I was making a joke because you said hetero, hetero, heteroism, heteroism. Um, it's a. I feel like an important statement about being a hero, doing you know what Peter Parker's all about. I think that's great, and just the movie just felt alive. And good job, John Watts. That's what I'm trying to say. Good okay. job, you did it. You want to talk about fan service? Or fan culture, I guess? Fan culture, yes. What do we do this time about fan culture? What do you do about a problem like fan culture? You you take off. You you start. You start us off. I don't I mean It's so hard. It's so hard. I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so tired. And and the thing was, I saw this with with my roommate and his girlfriend, who like don't see a lot of movies, right? Like, mm-hmm. I had to kind of convince Aaron to like go see The Green Knight, and he loved it. But I had to kind of be like, hey, you should, hey, do you want to see this movie? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You should watch this weird art film <laughs> that I want to go watch. You know? Yes. Like. But he like he went to go see Shang Chi unprompted, you know. Like he's yes. that kind of like he'll just see whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, saw it with him and his girlfriend, who's the same. She was like, "Well, yeah, I think the last movie I saw was Shang Chi." Uh, and it's like, "All right, cool." And they had a good time. They were just like, "Yeah, it's it's fun." It, it, you know, I liked it. And they said something very really interesting in the car that has put me into a bit of a, a sour state. Um, of they were like, well, what did you think about it? And I was like, I, I, I don't want to get into it. You know, I don't want to ruin it for you. 
or anything. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, what did you think? And I was just like, I just think it's nothing. Like, it's just not saying anything. It's not doing anything. It's not really being interesting or artful or, or anything in any way, blah, blah. Uh, and they were like, well, yeah, but it's not art. It's entertainment. And I was just like, this thing makes $300 million in a weekend. And we're just fine with that not being art. We're just fine with, with the thing that's going to influence culture forever. Not saying anything. Oh, boy. I agree. A wholeheartedly. Like just, I've been yelling just, this for, for years. Oh, I know. It just, it really just struck me like today. Like I've always agreed like, yeah, these are not art. Like they're, they're roller coaster rides. You know, I get it. Marty Scorsese, I'm on your side, bud. Um, it's just, it's just, it really struck me with this. Cause it was like, yeah, this is everything that Spider-Man should be. This is everything that Spider-Man can be. And it was just nothing. And it was nothing. And there was just nothing there. It was just like, okay. We do some fights. They're not like, you know, it also after watching the Matrix trilogy, like the Matrix trilogies will do you. Will do the you Matrix like this. Trilogy really just like like knowing that that is the catalyst for where we are now. Yes. And watching those and being like, holy shit. The Matrix, the original Matrix movie is fucking perfect. It is insane how good that movie is. I get why it influenced culture forever. And then watching the sequels where it's just like, this, these are a mess. I don't know what's going on. Some shit happened. But holy shit, like they are doing something. They are saying something, right? Even and if it's contradictory, the biggest, they're still saying something. They're saying something. And, and it is, and these were the biggest movies on the planet. These were like, Matrix was like a phenomenon. And now it's like every year we get a movie that does Matrix numbers. And it doesn't change anything. And no, and like Spider-Man No Way Home is going to make the same, same amount of money or more than the Matrix ever did. And it's not, and Spider-Man No Way Home isn't going to influence culture. It's not going to change the face of cinema for the next 20 years. No, it is not. Well, we might the, the in a, nostalgia in a thing way, might just in a way it is because it's part of the MCU, and the MCU is is dictating how art and culture is is existing currently, and it will continue to do that for the next probably fifty years. But specifically, one movie, I cannot name a movie other than Iron Man. Which even in and of itself, it didn't do this. Just that is the catalyst for this whole thing. I cannot name another movie that's come out in the past 10 years that is as influential as The Matrix. Andrew's doing a little dance. <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> how is it? How is, explain to me 3D. how it's James Cameron. I think, I think we are so... You're talking about 
when you say define culture, what what are you specifically? Just so I want to make sure I'm on the same page. Every every movie after the Matrix looked like the Matrix. X Men look X the original X Men trilogy were, looks the way it does because of the Matrix. Computer graphics are the way that they are because of the Matrix. Storytelling in the in the decade that followed the Matrix is the way that it is because of the Matrix. All right, fine, fine, fine. I was gonna go technolog- technological on you. Oh yeah, technologically, technologically, it goes the Matrix, and it goes like Jaws, Jurassic Park, the Matrix, and then James Cameron's Avatar. All right, I'm fine with that. Fine, fine, okay, all right, cool. I'm fine with that. Sure, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime I can defend Avatar, I will. (laughs) No, I get it. I think it's trash, but I get that. But like, uh, like culture, like people were obsessed in such a way with with the matrix and other than the mcu there's nothing else and the mcu is just this like even lord of the rings i don't think lord of the ring the new batch of star wars movies well force awakens specifically force awakens only but it's not it's still not doing the same thing i hear you these are both i agree this is odd like these are not these are not movies that are new and original and like mind-blowing right like iron man is just yeah we're doing another comic book movie which we've been doing for 30 years mm-hmm. 40 50 years whatever whenever the richard donner superman movies came out mm-hmm. like we're just doing another one of those it happened to spawn this hell culture that we're living in but it, you know that's not its fault <laughs> that just happened um, it, but it is just, it just, it's hard to sit and watch Spider-Man No Way Home and think about the Matrix. You know what's hard for that me? That was a very long ramble. I, I'm sorry. No, this no. just got to me. You know what got to me is that, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home made more than everything in the domestic top ten. Uh, throughout its entire run. So the movie... What? So I phrased that oddly because I don't know how to speak. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the the top 10 domestic films, that uh, average gross or the annual gross? Sure. Of the films? Yeah. I, so I this too weekend, look up this list. Because I'm a dork. This weekend, <laughs> Spider-Man, just this one weekend in America... Got to number the, one? Yes, skyrocketed to number one. Jesus. I understand there's a pandemic. I get it. But even if it wasn't a pandemic. I hate this. Come on, guys. That's the thing that gets me. That it's like, oh, you just squashed the competition. It's fine. Commercials win sometimes. That's that's life. That's life in a capitalist world. Commercials win sometimes. You completely dominated the entire arena. It's over now. It we live yeah. or die by you. Yeah. It Ooh, just sucks. Yeah, it's it just sucks so hard. Mm-hmm. And like and the the entire YouTube channels dedicated to like analyzing each frame and each pixel of every trailer that comes out for any fucking comic book movie. All this obsession, all this bullshit. I like, did cheer. Just... I did cheer when Spider-Man kicked Lizard in the face. Of course you did. Of course you did. It's just, it just, I just, 
Oh, God, Andrew. <sighs> Disappointed. It's not even disappointing. I, I knew that this was how it was. Just, I don't know. I just hoped, I hoped against hope that the movies that were going to make asinine amounts of money for the past five years would say anything meaningful at all in any shape or form and they weren't just a commercial for the for another movie for the theme parks for the theme parks for the for the costumes for the for the lego pops for the funko pops for the nfts for the uh, like they're using stan lee they're using stan lee's twitter account to promote stan lee nfts what the fuck, man? Like, I've read and listened to so many things about NFTs. I still don't know what they are. It's, I mean, it's as bullshit as it sounds. It is, I own this, uh, co- uh, like, password, essentially, to this piece of artwork. And so, legally, I own it. But, <laughs> because it's the internet, hey, there are lots of ways to just screenshot any screen that that artwork is on yeah and so they just don't make any sense it's just bullshit that's all it is like the andrew you don't have to understand anything past it's all bullshit you're my my, uh young person expert that's why i ask you these things great awesome yeah you really you really do not need to know nothing about it you can just be like oh those are stupid (laughs) and you can and and you'll be right every time uh you'll be right every single time great just go like, why do they all look so ugly? Why are they all monkeys? Why are they all monkeys? <laughs> They're all monkeys. So many NFTs are monkeys, and it's so weird. It's like a pit crew of it's like a bitmoji that some guy made, and now it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. Good lord. Um yeah, I just films kind of yeah, I mean I just don't like living through the death of culture, I think is what's happening to me. <laughs> I think... And this year has been rough. Remember Space Jam? But also remember Dune? I, I've i been... This has been a good year. But even, but even Dune is a franchise. Even Dune is a book adaptation. Yeah, I hear you. that isn't like... I love Dune. I love Dune. You're about to praise it in a few weeks. Don't like, get it yeah. twisted. I think Dune, I think the book Dune is fucking, it's like one of my favorite books of all time. Like the movie Dune was like was fucking phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But even Dune is a fucking franchise. Because there are like, Malignant. now there's, now there's a new Dune video game coming out. And there's two different Dune board games you can play. Like, and it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Malignant. Because it's not like, it's not like the Green Knight made numbers. Like, it's not. Yeah, Malignant didn't make numbers either. Malignant didn't make numbers. 
Nightmare Alley is not going to make numbers. Oh, Nightmare Alley. I saw $3 million this weekend and I cried. That's how much it made. $3 million. Oh. I got $3 million in the bank right now. That's just in my I, savings. I want to see nothing. Nightmare Alley so bad. God, could, we could have been talking about Nightmare Alley right now. I saw as we were walking up to the theater, they had like the showtimes playing on a little screen. And there was like a 7.30 show. And I was like, that's like right when I'll get out of Spider-Man. <laughs> I could just go see Nightmare Alley. But I, but I couldn't. No, you didn't. Um, I was with people. I couldn't convince. I couldn't convince my my normie roommate and his girlfriend to go see Nightmare Alley with me. I just couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, no, they might not. Like I like su- I like surprised him when I said Pacific Rim was a Guillermo del Toro movie. I was like, yeah, Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, and he was like, what? I was like, Guillermo del Toro, director of Hellboy and Hellboy Two and Pacific Rim and Pan's Labyrinth. And the sh- and one of the greatest films I've ever seen, The Shape of Water. King. And he was like, he did Pacific Rim. I was like, yeah, he has a new movie. It's called Nightmare Alley. It looks great. Um. Yeah. No. This is yeah. It's it's a problem that's not going away. I don't know what yeah. to do about it. All I know is I got a script for Scooby Doo. So. <laughs> Yeah, how about I just the, I think you got me this time, yeah. Overlords. You got me this time. <laughs> do you have Do you have thoughts on fan culture? I kind of took over that whole segment. I, I apologize. I know I, you're I, fine. Sometimes I get into a funk, and then and then I just keep talking, and then you're too nice of a person to tell me to shut up, and then I talk for twenty minutes, and then it's like, oh, we've been recording for an hour. We should probably wrap up the podcast, but then you haven't actually said a whole lot, and then I feel really bad when I'm editing the next day because I'm just like, Andrew has thoughts and feelings. I think he should talk. So this is me publicly apologizing for every time I've ever done that in the past no! and trying to rectify it at the same time. You now have 20 minutes to rant about fan culture. <laughs> no, no. I got um, the time. Well, this can be a long podcast. I don't care. I mean, I, yeah, this is Spider-Man. This is important character. Um, I just... I want to preface everything I'm about to say with, I do like this movie. I like it quite a bit. I walked mm-hmm. in wanting to like it, but mm-hmm. for a whole year, talked about how stupid the idea was and how gross it was and how nasty mm-hmm. it is. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Justin said this. He said, um, you know, the thing is, Endgame, the thing about Endgame is it's never been done before. What Endgame did, they that's never happened. A culmination, yeah. a storyline of ten mo- of ten years of these movies weaving in and out of each other to culminate to that, that's never been done before. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home has been done before. This is this yeah. is just green at its finest. This has happened before. It's, like a couple of years ago. Uh this is the X-Men Days of Future Past. Like this is it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know what we're, because they're going to make money and they're going to make more money and people don't want to go to theaters anymore. Like, especially nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And especially nowadays for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Film's, film's in deep trouble. Uh, 
Yeah, no. And also, the the Disney Plus shows are only going to make things worse. They're going to leave all the minutiae, you know, story part, uh, you know, story, character development, all the, you know, minutiae of filmmaking and just have these two-hour spectacles. All the the unimportant stuff. Exactly. Exactly. About about this thing called narrative structure. All that's going to go to Disney Plus. But the action scenes and all that's going to be saved for film. We're going to get one day an hour-long battle sequence. If we already already have if we already haven't have haven't had one yet, uh, the last hour of Endgame is essentially one battle. Is it? Yeah, I. It is. Exactly. A, it is essentially the past hour. The last hour of the three hour long movie is that fight. Huh. It's not quite yeah. an hour. It's just under an hour. I think it's like forty eight minutes ish, but it is an hour. Yeah. It's gross. They cheated. They cheated. Yeah. That's the thing. They cheated and they're winning. Yeah. It's It's sad to know we'll probably, in our lifetime at least, we'll not see another Matrix. Or, or yeah, Matrix. I mean, think movies The Godfather is based off a book. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like Dune. I think it, it will is is an important landmark in the future of uh, blockbuster cinema. I think I think it'll be looked back on very uh, importantly, uh, but it still doesn't change the fact that like if the best if like if we can name three different groundbreaking films that are based on on uh, a book, it's the Godfather, The Lord of the Rings, and Dune. Right? Mm. And these are all 20 years apart from each other. Mm. They are all 20 years apart from each other. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, 30, 30, 20, 30 years. <laughs> that was like 70s, 30. <laughs> yeah. Godfather, you know, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yes. They are generations apart from each other. What are you know? Dune will be Dune will be our generation's Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings was our parents' generation's Godfather. You know, like. But then there's just the MCU, and there it is. Twenty five movies at this point, something twenty six. I used to rewatch them so often. One of my Uh favorite memories. One of my favorite fan memories. Is doing this podcast in the early days. We did a Marvel like roundup review, and you were like, "All right, I'm gonna watch them all." And then I said, "Sam, I'm not gonna watch them all. I'm gonna not watch like Avengers and Iron Man because I've seen them so many times." And you were like, "Man, come on, come on!" And then I came over to watch Thor: The Dark World with you, and I was quoting like in like not important lines, sound Uh cues. And I was like, yeah, Sam, I know these movies. Backwards and forwards. I know these yeah. movies. And you were like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Remember when I had to watch half of the MCU in one day? Yes, yes. That's impossible now. That's impossible it is impossible now. now. Literally. Yeah. It's only been four years. Literally, it's impossible.
DC's trying. <laughs> yeah. They might fail. They stumble. But at least yeah. they try. <laughs> but hey, isn't everyone excited for Morbius next month? Oh, God. So, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The character. Coach Wilson. Sorry. <laughs> I think, and this is where I disagree, I do think this movie has a point of of celebrating this character of Spider-Man and what he represents and what he means. It's sure. much deeper than, I mean, Spider-Verse is the greatest of all time. Don't get yeah. that. I'm not talking about Spider-Verse. But it's the greatest, uh, uh, sorry, I just completely crossed my wires. Can I, t- can I take it from the top? Can yeah, yeah, the yeah. Top? Back to one, everybody. Back to one. All right, cool. Coach Wilson. <laughs> Coach Wilson with the one scene. Like, I feel like some Spider-Man movies, it's just like, if you, you had to boil it down to the point, it's with great power comes great responsibility. That's yeah. it. Spider-Verse and this movie, I feel like take that but further. What does it mean to an individual? In Spider-Verse's sure. case, it's Miles Morales, and that's all I want to do with comparison to that movie. But I with this one... Sure, please. But with this one, it's about the char- the three film adaptations that we've seen of Peter Parker. Of the struggles he's had, the arrogant choices he's made. The hardest I laugh in this movie was when Doctor Strange was like, you're telling me you didn't call them before you came to me to brainwash the entire world? Mm-hmm. Well, if you put it like that. Yeah. I love that. Because you're like, yeah, that is stupid. But that's what this character would have done. But from the past three, four, five times we've seen him, he would have done yeah. that. It's This is where you have to give kudos to Marvel. Of like, well, at least they're like... They run a TV show well. How that's the yeah. that's the kindest way I'm, I'm willing to. Kevin Feige, it. Kevin Feige is the best showrunner in the business. Yes, yes, that's hands down. Hands, but he's down. a he's a showrunner. He's not a movie producer. He's a showrunner. And I feel like this movie just shows the importance of Peter Parker and the a type of character like Peter Parker. I like that the plot is trying to make these villains better just that not to kill them not to try to lock them away to make them better because that's what we do uh i think it just sell it's a celebration of of spider-man this movie of peter parker of peter parker yes of peter parker but now i'm saying spider-man because you know i'm not well, bill I, from kill bill yeah i just the thing is like i Totally get what you're saying. I agree that like this movie is doing something with with the character of Peter Parker. I just, I for me at least, Spider Man has always been more than Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and that's why like something like Spider Verse for me works infinitely more than this ever could because like spider-man like completely by their own admission completely accidentally 
is like the perfectly designed superhero for every little kid. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you can't see his face. You could be Spider-Man. Anyone can be Spider-Man. You put on a mask, anyone can be Spider-Man. Right? And, and Spider-Verse says it. And I and I appreciate any story like The Last Jedi, like, like uh, Into the Spider-Verse, that say anyone can be special. Anyone can be the hero. Anyone. Anyone at all. Right? You can yes. be the half-black, half-Puerto Rican kid from Brooklyn. You can be the scrawny kid from Queens. You can be the the like African child in uh, like immigrating to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You anybody can be the hero, right? Like absolutely anybody is is can be special and can be good, and that is always what Spider Man has been. And that's like, well, that's part of what has made Peter Parker an interesting character is like he is trying to live up to that, mm-hmm. and he can't. And I think that's very interesting. Um, so this movie, it, it, to me, just in my, just how I feel about Spider-Man, uh, cause I love Spider-Man, you know, the Spider-Man PlayStation games are like some of my favorite games ever made cause they're so fucking good. Um, it, it just, it feels like they're kind of just taking a step back from the thing that I think Spider-Man should be about. Mm-hmm. Which is about trying to live up to the expectations of Spider-Man, not trying to be Peter Parker. And do you not think this movie also does that with to- Tobey Maguire? To- I was about to say Tobeboat. Tobeboat Maguire. <laughs> Tobeboat Maguire. Tobeboat Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Of I... seen One thing that I like is that it's all three of these Spider-Man learned something from another Spider-Man. It's yeah, all, I like that. And like just, no one's the complete picture of Spider-Man, but they're all this is where where my thing with Peter Parker and these it's almost like a celebration of like Sherlock Holmes. It's about the, sure. this character, this core character of Peter Parker, comma, Spider-Man. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It, and it, I, it, it, I wholeheartedly agree with you about Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, just something about that. Like, cause I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's cause like every other superhero, it's very much about being like this person. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Iron Man is very much about Tony Stark. Captain America is very much about Steve Rogers. Daredevil is very much about Matt Murdock. Jessica Jones is very much about just being not the superhero Jessica Jones, just Jessica Jones. Right? Like every other superhero thing and every other Marvel thing is really about being that like person. But Spider-Man has always felt like even the Sam Raimi movies and and stuff have always been like about Mm Spider-Man. And that symbol, like that moment in Spider-Man 2 uh, when his mask is off and he's on the train and everyone's just like, oh, he's just a kid. And then Doc Ock like tries to like get him and they're just like, if you want him, you gotta go through us. It's like, yeah, this is the image of Spider-Man. This is the power of... You mess with one of us! You mess with all you of us! You mess with all of us! That's the best shit in the world. Because it's like, yeah, like Spider-Man represents so much more than mm-hmm. Peter Parker. 
And that's clear in the way that, that like, you know, Sam Raimi tells those stories. Um, that that is like so powerful. And, and what I think speaks to the world about Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like the most popular superhero on the planet for a reason. Because it speaks to that. It speaks to everyone can do this. And like he, he the symbol of Spider-Man can just mean so much. Yes. And so this felt, to me at least, just felt like it was ta- it was pulling back from that and not in a in a super fascinating way because so, it because it was bogged down by all the Marvel bullshit and it didn't have time to just like sit. It didn't have time for them to like sit around and talk about Aunt May. Yes, they kind yes. of just got like one sentence and then it was like, all right, now we got to go do the we got to go fix the multiverse. One thing that I enjoy is that I did enjoy how long they took for, for how long may's death took it felt it yeah. was a while of her getting up and her being like oh great power comes great responsibility i'm cool just it was just a scratch don't worry about it Ugh, i yeah, feel yeah. woozy Ugh. it i really enjoyed in a movie that's filled to the brim with nonsense i enjoyed that yeah. they had space for that yeah also um with uh, another uh, message of this movie of empathy and forgiveness. How do you think they handled that? How of um, and this I mean, is yeah for me this is what adds to that Peter Parker is of forgiving and and empathy to the hardest degree of not yeah. killing Green Goblin. Um, I mean it, it's serviceable. It is it is the same as as any other Marvel movies. I think level of doing it. So it's just kind of, I don't know, negligible at at a certain point Mm -hmm. for me, at at least like it works, but it's not like, you know, anything to run home about. Yeah. I'm not going to be like Spider-Man's best movie about empathy. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. Man, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, man. The best. The goat of goats. Norman's on sabbatical. I love that. It's great. <laughs> I was not a fan of all the like quippy references to their old movies. Yeah, neither was I. Yeah, I didn't like that. Art's dead. I'm Andrew Thomas. <laughs> I'm Sam Bannigan. Uh, this has been Welcome Back. Thanks so much for listening. It means the world to us. Uh, we got what matrix next week yes. and then tips and tops yes i think right after that yeah okay we're coming up we're coming up on the end of the year i'm really looking forward to matrix um Woo. uh yeah i think it's gonna be a good little end of the year we still gotta decide what we're doing for a drunk episode because i think we have do. like three options right now yes um, uh but we'll figure that out. we got a couple weeks um so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can uh, join us on our uh, join Lennox Studios, uh, producing us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash welcome back pod. Yeah, yeah, flip, flip, flip. <laughs> for as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month, which we also have to record. Oh no. oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh please, Mr. Kennedy. Uh-oh. Uh, we, we got a 
uh, bonus episode every single month that you can listen to uh, if you want to give us money. If you don't have the money or don't want to give us money because, you know, there's a raging pandemic out there. Omicron is very real. Uh, everyone go get booster if you're eligible. Stay masked. Do all this stuff. You know, it's been fucking two years at this point. You know what the fuck to do. And if you aren't doing it, you suck. Um, so everyone stay safe. If you don't want to support us by giving us money or can't for whatever reason, uh, just follow us on all the different social medias at welcome back pod on everything. Uh, it's a great way to support us. Just sharing the stuff, uh, you know, on your pages, and liking all the stuff, reviewing the podcast, reviewing the tracks, f- subscribing on Spotify and iTunes and, and all the different things. It's just a, uh, an immense help to us over here at welcome back. Listen, you, have Listen. you ever had one of those days where you run into two of your other selves? It's weird, I know. But you know what will help? Listening to the Welcome Back podcast. Sometimes I listen to myself with myself at least three times a day. And you can do that too. Welcome Back yeah. podcast. Tell yourselves and more importantly, tell your friends as well. Welcome back podcast. Tell them all. That's podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, also, everyone, just if you haven't seen it in a while, go watch The Matrix. It's really good. It's I've watched it in a movie theater a couple, like a week, two weeks yeah. ago, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. The Matrix is so good. Matrix bangs. Oh, and also, they bang so much in the second one. Holy shit. That movie starts with Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves banging constantly. It's great. Also, I want to add, if you haven't seen Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, Sam Raimi's trilogy, watch it. It's great. That's, yeah. It's amazing. I saw I saw a tweet just before we did this podcast that I thought was really interesting. Uh, they were like, it's, it's so telling that we refer to these movies as the Andrew Garfield trilogy movies the tom holland movies and the sam raimi movies and not the toby Maguire movies very true but everyone calls them the sam raimi movies i'm the only one who puts spec on mike on mike's web you know his name mike <laughs> web mike <laughs> web 